Yo, we're doing a burnout, a full-on burnout into the last week of August. It's kind of the end of summer. We're talking about a strike vote, common sense hybrid, supercharger screens, and street wear. Mm. A very unexpected brand. Totally unexpected, but completely amazing at the same time. It's a fun story. I think we have something to learn about. Concern. We do. I, I think that the most learning comes, you know, the first few stories are educational today, and I'm happy we lean in a little educational, but the, the end, that's that's a whole lot of fun. Speaking of educational mixed with fun, Paul. We go. Quick one. You just got a quick. Hey, we've got a SoduCon coming up. Oh my goodness, it's less than 30 days away. If you don't have your tickets, it's actually you don't one have month your from today you. is the welcome reception. Is that what it is? One month from today. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely nuts. We've got a little highlight video for the people, Show little, the people. little pump reel. It's a good way to start. Uh, that you're going to want to check out. So if you're watching live, uh, you're gonna you can see it all on all of its beauty. If you're if you're listening, imagine just all of the feels in video <laughs> from the audio that you're about to hear. Roll the tape. All right, let's go. Okay, we're on the stage here in Baltimore at the scene of a SodaCon 2023 collaboration critical. It is gonna be September, the night of the 25th. We kick off the welcome reception and then a full two days. We're gonna have all the energy, all the experts, all the swag and all the feels that you expect from the Asotaverse as we rewrite the narrative around the retail auto industry together. All right, that's September 25th through 27th. That was like the chill vibes. Um, that was a chill vibes one. Listen, the, go to asotacon.com. Just click on all speakers and look at the speaker list. This is not an event where we're going to become um, and, and relax and just have fun. We have no. real practitioners who are in the dirt every day coming to share their best practices, share what's going on on the ground, help answer your questions and your team's questions uh, to help get you going in the right direction, get you unstuck. You know what it is? It's like the most, uh, I don't know, elaborate 20 group ever. We're not sharing financial statements, but you never know. <laughs> no, I mean, I was talking to Gary Ledoux and uh, uh, Melissa Cartagena. So Gary Ledoux, Modern Autom Automotive Group, and uh, Melissa of Auto Nation, And they're going to be talking with Kevin Gervais of Auto Genius about getting real data out of a CDP. You've heard this term CDP for really the last 18 months and everybody's talking about it. Brian Pash is talking about it. Everybody it has come out with their own quote unquote CDP, but it's not just something to have it. It's actually to be actionable. So that I, I guarantee that room is going to be packed because it's yeah. like, okay, I have this thing. What do I do with it now? And these are real practitioners that are actually doing stuff with the data. Yeah, so go to SodaCon.com, get your tickets now, especially if you're a dealer, you still get $100 off until September 1st. Baltimore BWI is really easy to get to as well. And the, the venue is like, it's like closer, like on the way to Annapolis. It's 10 minutes south of the airport, uh, real easy to get to. And uh, we hope you can join us there. If you have any questions, please just reach out. Hit us at crew at asodu.com. Um, you know how to get to us. So get to us. We hope to see you there and hang out with you there. Um, speaking of hanging out. Segway. <laughs> we got a bonus story. When the strike the strike talks started to ramp up, we, we decided like, okay, we're going to keep everybody updated on the strike, but we're not going to get into the strike every day, right? It's like, nah, that's nah, like as the world turns. But much. here's a little update in case you missed it. Uh, United Auto Workers uh, at the Detroit 3 have authorized a strike. So that means they voted. And if contract talks break down by September 14th being the deadline, 97% of UAW workers voted in favor 
of a strike. So now it is authorized that the president, Sean Fain, can execute and call a strike. He clarified, though, I love this part of the story. He clarified the goal is to achieve a good contract, not necessarily to strike. So that feels like that feels like actually like the first positive I'm, rhetoric to I'm come all out about of the UAW. In his verb, <laughs> verbiage, though, four-day work weeks and 40% increase in pay are good contracts. Well, so we'll see what exactly I guess if I was if I was him, too, I think that was a good contract <laughs> as well. And, and if you're on the, the OEM side, they were like, well, we think a $50, 50-hour work week and a 40% pay cut would be a good contract. You know. Both. Let's so meet in the middle. In Let's meet. That, that's what common sense. Oh, speaking What's the of dollars of it? Sense? What's the dollars of it, Paul? Tell them the dollars. Speaking of it. the dollars of oh, the big dollars. Okay, so the potential economic impact of a ten-day strike, just ten days, five billion, with a B. Wage losses, <laughs> manufacturer losses, the suppliers, the small suppliers that we talked about last week, right? Which is probably some of the most impactful stuff. So let's just keep the conversation rolling and keep common sense in the front seat. Speaking of common sense. Segway. This was so refreshing to read. Oh, I love this. It's refreshing to read because we've been talking about it and saying this for a long time. And I think a lot of other people thinking in a common sense way also, but in what seems to be actual common sense, Ford, Toyota, and Stellantis are, are you know, increasing their talk about saying we're planning on building and selling hundreds of thousands of hybrids in the U.S. over the next five years as an alternative for customers seeking more sustainable transportation, but those that aren't ready to make the full jump into all the things that come with switching to EV. So this comes as dealers are actually facing a lack of demand from less affluent customers on their EVs, right? We know EV stock is increasing on lots. The early adoption curve is really flattened out. And so like, now what do we do? So Scott Kunis... It's Cunis because we had a conversation yes. with them a couple weeks we ago. We got to meet Scott. So pretty Scott. pretty yeah. nice guy. The chief operating officer of Cunis Auto Group uh, and RV Group. They sell uh, all, th- all the Detroit brands as well as Nissan and Mitsubishi in the Midwest, kind of like the southern half of Wisconsin, I guess. They recently told Insider, we have turned away EV inventory because we need to ensure that we have a good turn on it. So that's dealer saying directly, we're turning away EV. Not just any dealer. I think they're over 40 stores now. Oh, they ain't playing. Point. They ain't they're playing. They're not playing. Yeah. So uh, S&P Global Mobility estimates the hybrids will account for 24% of new vehicle sales in 2028. That's pretty soon. Pure Electric's 30%. Wait, Pure Electric's 37%. I'm missing something here. Are they... Um, yeah, I don't know about this. Uh, there's we'll, a little bit. We'll check the math. We're going to check the math, but the, the point of it is 24% hybrids by 2028. Yeah. just a couple of years now. Ford's saying they expect to quadruple their hybrid sales over the next five years, which is something we really haven't heard from Ford about really ramping no, up hybrids. They haven't even talking, been talking about it's been hybrids. EV only. So uh, that's yeah. real promising common sense. General Motors uh, committed still to an all-electric future. Solanus is going to offer different powertrains, including hybrids. We've seen them leaning into that with the Jeeps and, you know, in the states where they have these tighter emissions rules. So uh, manufacturers will be marketing over 60 hybrids this year. And I won't say this, but, well, <laughs> our, our, one of, close to a Soto investor, this is side topic, Andrew DeFeo of Hyundai of St. Augustine said, a recent automotive news article, he said, hybrids are a great bridge to whatever the future holds. I've got zero in stock and I've got customers wanting all of them. Everyone yes. I can get. So I want... Said isn't, all Toyota dealers as well, for the, right? Well, but yeah. isn't this kind of just all Toyota has been saying for the last... 36 months. 
Well, it, it it was, and then they changed their tune because of because of pressure earlier this year. Yeah, and now Toyota and other manufacturers coming back and going, oh wait, hold on, slow it down just a little bit. Market demands hybrids. Yes, right. And I think that I love this because it's it's the OEMs actually going, okay, market demands what we are what driving we decisions. Saying. They're starting to drive decision. That's going to be a very good thing for dealers and and this type of move and and like a broad scope across OEM saying we're going to stay with hybrids for a little bit of time as a bridge. Like I love the that the way Andrew said it's a bridge to EV demand um, is is absolutely the way to go because it's and especially like plug-in hybrids as being that next bridge, Absolutely, right? Toyota's great with a, a ton of hybrid vehicles that don't require plug-in. And then you go to plug-in hybrid, people figure out what it looks like to have the charger at their home and then going full EV. That's going to be what it takes it's to, so in my opinion, rational. personal opinions here to go full, full EV. Dude, it's ridiculously rational to step into it that way. Yeah. It's, it's beyond rational. That's what happens when the market drives demand. Rational yeah. things happen. Speaking of rational speaking things, of, oh, yes. what are you going to say? All of it. Oh, I had that. I had speaking of EVs, full EVs. Oh, we have massive synergy on the show today. So a new video yes. reveals Tesla's supercharger version four with a very first tap and go payment for the first time ever. Although Tesla's not officially like unveiled the charger and the specs, the video was posted by James Court, CEO of a company called EVA England or EVA, I guess. Uh, they're like an online community that really supports EV drivers and tries to resource them to further EV adoption. So the version four was in spotted in action at the Tesla theater, which is in kind of like a retail area. I guess they had naming rights maybe. Um, yep. It's got a significantly longer cable. So obviously that's important for accommodating non-Teslas, right? Because the port is in different spot. Tesla is always in the same spot. Um, also, it's got a little screen on it. So you can tap yeah. and go and the little video is cool. He just shows and he's like, well, well, here's well, how you and pay this for is, it. A lot of people might go, well, uh, what's so hard about like contactless payments and tap and go payments? Here's the point to this. The point is historically the Tesla chargers were only pay by app. Yep. Right. So you pulled up, you knew which one you went, you paid by app because they were locked down to the Tesla network. What this shows is that Tesla is committed to expanding into other networks. So with the charger and the pay by tap allows other EVs to 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 charge at that open to EV everybody. Um, so it's it's a massive move and like shots fired because them putting them giving access to other uh, EV drivers to their chargers. I cannot wait. For a bunch of F one fifty lights, it's happening. Up to the, to oh, the they're cool now, though. Jim Farley and Elon are cool. I don't know <laughs> if the cool. drivers are cool with each other. A they're cool. Things. They've been on X together on a, on X Spaces or Twitter Spaces, it's whatever you want to call it. It's, it's called it's something, thing. whatever you want. Yeah. There's a couple points to this that I I forgot about until I was like thinking through this article. In the beginning, you didn't have to pay to charge your Tesla at a right. Tesla supercharger. That's right. And then the payments were obviously through the app, but something in this story triggered my mind as all this people have been talking about, well, Tesla is going to have to plug into every car. Or what data are they going to get from the vehicle? And if you have to pay for it, you have to pay through the Tesla app. Like, and we all know that when you put an app and you accept Over. the terms and conditions, you're well, basically saying- The minute terms and conditions are linked with payment, like merchant services, terms oh and conditions goodness. are retail. Deep. They deal. get stuff. So, <laughs> so obviously this is uh, no surprise that they're moving in this direction with everybody uh, adopting the format. But I mean, this is really a first thing where you see like, oh, just link that sucker up. 
Let's Tesla get isn't going. a car company. They're a data company. Oh Prove my me wrong, gosh. <laughs> Prove me wrong. What's that, what's that, what are the signs that people sit on the bench? Change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Change my <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of changing your mind about a brand. Stop. Whoa. Segway. Time. This is right. All right. We're going to save you save you all of our rigmarole because the story from Retail Wire is just so sublime. Well. Uh, if, if you don't know who Lockheed Martin is, we'll give you the little uh, TLDR in just a second. But here's the story. Lockheed Martin, the American aerospace and arms company, has surprised many as it appears to have its logo featured on a streetwear collection being sold online in South Korea. The collection, including shirts, hoodies, and jackets, it's sold by South Korean company Dujin Yang, Yang Hung Co. Yeah. The move has sparked a mix of shock, disbelief, and humor on social media platforms like X and TikTok, with users mocking the unusual crossover between a defense company and fashion, given Lockheed Martin associated association with military products mm -hmm. so basically what it is the company like if you go to the website uh you can see up up top that they acquired the official lockheed martin license brand through an agency um and it's not the first time that south korea has been seen uh putting like mass brands on on streetwear apparel other brands like cnn yale billboard and kodak uh have had these apparel collections uh in 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 south korea so but i will say I will say the Lockheed Martin logo just is like a standalone logo is fire. It's on, it's on point. Who would have thought, who would have thought? And, and it's it really, you, you think about some of the brands and I guess I'm trying to think of a, a U.S. company that does this like H and M. They yeah. do it. You go to H and M, right. And like, we've seen this big resurgence of like the NASA logo over the last two or three yes. years. Right. And there's, there's just this element of riding with culture that is willing to like, do this stuff with brands that wouldn't typically be something that you would sport. Like Kirkland signature is another one, right? That's a great What's the new one? Yeah. Bass pro shop hats right now, right? Yeah. Like they're just, it's this trend where like a not cool logo to have or a not cool brand to be like, yo, this is actually fashion is now becoming fashion. And like, I'll be straight up. There are some dealers who have some really sweet old school logos that are 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 so old. Well, that's school what that's that what I'm thinking. Cool. I'm not even thinking like the logos that are super slick and brand new and all that. No, type of stuff. no, you got to go but the I'm other like, way. I'm like, like these like these like goofy, you know, like <laughs> logos. You're like, no, Easy. I would never put that on on anything. I'm looking at some of the business cards I have right here on my desk. Even I'm like. These would actually work. This would be on Old brand school for the car ads. Thing. And yeah. yeah, like, so look, I mean, if it was me and I was a dealer and especially in a Metro, I would be, there are lots of small streetwear companies that have these little shops and little stores and retail or in the city yep. that love custom local stuff and get yourself a designer Why to not? pitch it and then just go in and be like, Hey, we will give you these Shoot, give them the t-shirts. Let them sell the t-shirts for Absolutely. 40 bucks. But Why I can't not? think of a better spend of like a couple grand than giving the local cool streetwear shops some of your like vintage wear or something. And just like, uh, like have these people so walking dumb. around and like- They're just what? walking around in your logo. The, com the company that's coming to mind because we've done work with them with Congruent was Frank Lita Auto Group in St. Louis, Missouri. Because oh, that, that that logo is real, yeah. It, it's, but it's like old school script. too. But but it, but yeah. like the the phrases can't beat Alita, right? 
Right. Right. And it's just, that's People definitely something. All over it. it would be. So I think we could take a little cue from Lockheed Martin. I mean, if you have like kind of this, I don't know. Um, like old meets the, new. The word that's coming vibe. to mind isn't a word I'm going to say, but like <laughs> a company that supplies defense contracting and kind of is in their best interest for people to be at war, right? <laughs> Especially in South Korea, right? Like there's there's this element like, hey, if they can do it, you can do it. You can do it too. Uh, oh, well, we hope you got enough out of the show to get you going into the last week of summer. Please go to a so2con.com. Check out the speakers, get a ticket, or send it to someone you know lives close, because they should be there with us then. <laughs>